Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 3, verse 11. Let's go. Verse 11. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman who gave it to me, uh, whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, All right, so we're in the garden. We've got Adam and Eve. We've got God. And we've got the serpent, Satan. Those are the characters. Satan is indwelling the serpent. He is tempting Eve. God has been in communion and walking and talking with Adam and Eve. They have had a wonderful relationship. But Eve gets deceived. Then Adam goes along with it. He sins. Sin enters the world through Adam. He is considered the first Adam. Jesus is the last Adam. Sin came from the fruit of a tree, and sin gets put to death on a tree, and we get to represent the fruits of Christ. So in verse 11, it says, And he said, this is God saying to Adam, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded that you should not eat? God knows the answer to this question, but he's looking for a confession. And God knows your thoughts and intents, but he wants you to confess as well. As you know me, I like to put examples in parental terms. So think about a kid. You come in, there's cookie crumbs all over the place. And all the cookies are gone. You have a couple choices. You can just start yelling at the kid. You can start accusing the kid. Or you could ask this question like God does, which is, what happened to the cookies? And it's not because we're looking for the answer. We know the answer. We know our child or children ate the cookies but we're looking for that confession of saying i did it here i am i'm sorry and this is what god is doing with adam and eve that's what he does with us he's not going to come in and accuse you who is the accuser satan satan's the accuser he's like you did it he did it she did it blah 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 satan is the accuser he's the father of lies and he's the author of confusion on the other hand God stands with his arms wide open, represented on the cross, saying, come to me. I love you. And who does he love? He loves everyone. He loves you. He loves your spouse. He loves your children. He loves your neighbor. He loves Trump. He loves Biden. He loves Osama bin Laden. He loves Elon Musk. He loves anybody and everybody. Whether they love him back or not, he loves them because he has... Agape love. It's something that's hard for us to understand. But that doesn't mean that everybody gets into heaven. They only get to heaven if they're declared holy and righteous. And the only way that they get declared holy and righteous is if they're covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, God himself, come to earth fully man and fully God. That's how he atoned for the sin of you. So the calling, the invitation, that free gift of grace through faith is universal. But you must accept it individually so then it says tree of which i commanded that you should not eat adam didn't have the ten commandments did he he didn't have a bible to read he has only one simple commandment one tiny commandment and he couldn't even honor that simple commandment that's why religions are wrong because they're all based on doing and achieving but the relationship with jesus is entirely different 
It's simply accepting the free gift of grace from God. That's how simple the gospel is. But because of people's pride, it's an incredibly, incredibly hard thing to do. To submit yourself to serve someone else. To realize that you didn't create yourself. That you're not God. You're not going to be like God. You don't know everything. You don't have that type of wisdom. But there is one who does. And he's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. And we get to bow to him. And we get to love him. Not because we have to. It's a get to. But because we choose to. We choose to say, wow, you love me enough to make me. You love this world. You, you created this world for us. And we screwed it up. And I want to say I'm sorry. And I love you. That's what it, come, that's what it boils down to. And the Ten Commandments, while we're looking at that. So this one commandment doesn't save them, right? The Ten Commandments don't save a person. So many people, especially uh, the Jewish faith, are so busy trying to keep commandments. And there's not just Ten Commandments in the Jewish faith. There's 600 and something. I can't remember the exact number. And they try to keep all of them. And they think if they keep all of them, then they'll be good enough to get to heaven. They'll, they'll keep climbing up that ladder to heaven. But God just gave us the Ten Commandments to show us that we can't keep them that we fail at them, that we sin, that we fall short. Sin is the distance, and it's an archery turn. If you hit the bullseye, and then if you don't hit the bullseye, your arrow, the sin distance, is the distance between the arrow and the bullseye. You see, we have a sin distance between us and perfection. We can't keep the Ten Commandments. God gave us just ten to show us, and here he just gave Adam and Eve one just to show them, and they couldn't keep this one simple commandment. So if you think you, there's anything that you can possibly do to earn your way to heaven... You're misguided. If you think there's certain things that you can abstain from, and if you abstain from those things, coffee, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, anything like that, if you can abstain from those, then you think you're good enough to get to heaven? That's also misguided. God died on the cross for you and for me and for all the people, no matter how evil they may be. And he loves them and he wants them to come to him. That is a cool thing. That is a merciful God giving people less punishment than they deserve. And that is a gracious God giving people more merit and more reward than they deserve. But that gift must be accepted. Sadly, the majority of people reject that gift. They say, no, not for me. I want to achieve. Mormonism, I want to hold these ordinances. In Catholicism, I've got to do my works. I've got to repent with every single sin or else I'm potentially doomed or going to purgatory. For Buddhism and Hinduism, it's, i got to get better in this life so that in the next life I can get better again and better yet until I hit a stage of nirvana or whatever point. In Islam, it's, I've got to pray these prayers these certain times of days facing these directions. It's not about doing, it's about loving. Christianity is a relationship that is just a relationship. It's a relationship between you personally and Jesus personally. And once you fall in love with Jesus, he wants you to go and tell people about him. You know, the song, Go Tell It on the Mountain, he wants you to do that. But not just screaming from the mountaintops, and not just singing in church or attending church, but telling people. Show people what Jesus looks like through your deeds, through your hands and your feet, and what you do, and tell them about him. Right? Your deeds are not for you, they're for other people's salvation. Because if other people see you and see that you're persevering through this tough trial. You're making it through this tough circumstance. Someone died. There's a disease. There's a job loss. There's a bankruptcy. 
there's a horrible car wreck, someone's in the hospital with COVID, whatever it is, people are watching to see how you behave. And if you behave like the rest of the world, it's not going to give them much of a conversation starter. If you're remaining joyful and steadfast and perseverant, and you're proclaiming the name of Jesus, they're going to ask you about it, or you're going to have the opportunity to tell them about it. And that's what we want to do. Verse 12, then the man said, the woman, I love this, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate it. So first, Adam is, well, Adam is blaming two people. First, he blames God for putting this woman in his life. Listen to this. He says, the woman whom you gave to be with me, right? So he's blaming God. He's like, if you didn't give me this woman, I wouldn't have sinned. I wouldn't have done this awful thing. And then second, he blames the woman. See here, he says, she gave me of the tree. So he blames God and then he blames the woman. He takes absolutely no accountability for his own actions. Notice that Adam doesn't confess. Ouch. Face to face with God. And he does not even confess. Knowing that God had just created everything, the whole world, animals, plants, trees, everything. And therefore, knowing that God must be very powerful. He doesn't even confess what he did. He blames. He says, you did this, God. This is your fault. And then you, uh, the woman did this to me. It's her fault. Now, how many times do we hear this and do we do this? Something happens and someone says, I, I, I just, there can't be a God. A loving God would not allow this. This tornado that killed hundreds of people, this tsunami that killed tens of thousands of people, this COVID disease that's killed millions of people. So many people blame God and they're like, a loving God couldn't allow this to happen. No, God is loving. We screwed up this world. We live in a lost and dying world because of our sin, not because of God's sin. God knew this was to happen because he's sovereign and he's omnipresent. Is he not, he's omniscient, but he didn't cause you to sin. Satan tempted you to sin, but you on your free will, you chose to sin. I and my free will, I chose to sin. And I will again, at times, choose to sin. But instead of blaming someone and saying, screw God, or there can't be a God, or how could a loving God, I'm saying it's my fault. I take action and responsibility for my, uh, I take responsibility for my own actions. I confess to you, Lord, please help me not to do this again. Please show me the triggers. Please help me to avoid the situation, etc. And then people are so busy blaming other people for their, their problems, blaming someone at work. Well, this boss just, just doesn't like me, or this person's talking bad about me, or, or in a spousal situation. Well, if, my sp- if I could just fix my spouse, my marriage would be great. Uh, I've been married 16 years. My married parents are married 55 years. And marriage is hard. And there's a lot of submission. There's a lot of self-denial. There's a lot of repentance. There's a lot of asking forgiveness, and there's a lot of forgiving. And that's an example of what God wants to do with him, is to ask forgiveness, to be thankful for him, not to blame him, to take, take accountability for our actions. There's all... And that's a problem with our society today, right? No one wants to take the blame. Politicians blame the other political party. Criminals blame the system. Children blame their siblings and friends. And that's why you can stand out as an advocate for truth and honesty and for Jesus when you take accountability um, for your actions. People will notice. 
You may be hurt from a temporal, earthly standpoint, but you could be helping to save a lost soul when someone sees you stand tall in the midst of a trial. And verse 13, And the Lord God said to the woman, now he's turning to Eve, What is this you have done? So Adam just said, It's your fault, God. And then he said, It's the woman's fault. Now he's turning to Eve and saying, Hey, what's up, Eve? And she, and, um, and notice that God didn't reprimand Adam right then. He just moved on to Eve to hear her side of the story, right? He wasn't saying, well, let me, let me rip into you. He's like, let's hear, her, let's hear her side of the story. And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Here Eve plays the victim game. She also blames. Adam blamed God, then he blamed the woman. The woman blames Satan. It's like, come on, guys. So the cookie, so you didn't eat the cookie, son? No, who did? Uh, the dog ate him. The dog, really? You know, the dog's been at the vet for three days. Oh, hmm. Okay, let me think this one through. So, so many people in society play this victim game. It wasn't my fault. He made me do it. How often do we hear this from children, teenagers, and also from people who blame the system for everything? Today, the CRT movement is blaming white people for all of their problems. Criminals and those who hate law, authority, prisons, and justice, and blaming society and declaring that we shouldn't have police or prisons or consequences. How crazy is that? I tell you what, the devil has a stronghold on the United States right now. Unfortunately, Many people who say they are Christians are playing right into the enemy's hands and fighting for social justice, which is an ignorant term because all justice is social and all justice is societally oriented. And because God calls us to have judges who can help with earthly justice, but knowing full well that true justice by one true judge, the one who knows all the evidence, the one who has perfect vision, will be served on all who reject Jesus and it carries an eternal sentence. That being said, God still loves everyone, and we should love on everyone in the name of Jesus, even those who wallow in sin and oppose all that Jesus stands for. But understand that only those who are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus get to be in heaven with him eternally. Tomorrow we'll get into verse 14, which starts with, so the Lord God said to the serpent. So he was asking a question of Adam, asked a question of Eve, and now he turns to the serpent for judgment. Lord, we thank you for these truths. Help us to understand these. Help us to apply them to our lives. Help us not to place blame. Help us not to point the finger. Anytime we point the finger, we have three fingers pointing right back at us. Help us to take accountability for our actions. Most of all, if anybody's listening to this and they have not accepted you, Lord, as their Lord and Savior, may they do that at this very moment. Amen. Don't forget to check out truthgives.com where we've got some wonderful gear that you can uh, uh, partake in so that you can wear your values, be that uh, Christian and or conservative values. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.